Yo, what up, Nashville 3? All on the air, 104.5 The Zone. Britt Norton, Don Davenport. Don, what's up? Hey. Let's and, go. And then there's this guy. His name is Ron Slay. What up? Hey, I'm in the building. Oh. Best believe I'm in the building. Oh, oh. Be ready. Hey. I'm in the building. building. Calling on the roof. Time for the show. They ain't got no roof, man. That's a heck of a way to bring in our next guest right there. Hey, I like the energy. Hey. Let's go. Kenny May joins us now. And, uh, Kenny, what's up? How are you, man? Amiga stale cookie from a 7-Eleven in Pasadena, but I'm pretty happy. <laughs> when You know, people talk about all the big parties and the fun stuff, and I'm at a 7-Eleven. But when 7-Eleven first opened, I was a kid, and that was a big deal, right? 7 to 11. Can you believe the store will be open for those hours? That's how old I am. But I was just in Pasadena. Because Jen Welter, the first female coach in the NFL, you might remember her. She's my friend and teammate on the flag football games the veterans play against the veterans of the NFL. Yep. And she put on a really cool event. It was at the Rose Bowl. It was kind of a women's football 101, right? And it was amazing. Just, you know, we're up there throwing the ball in the Rose Bowl field. And, and everybody had great energy and, you know, just taught them some basics for those who didn't know much. They all knew more than they let on. Like, they all seemed to pick it up quick. But. It was great fun. Kenny Main joins us on 3HL. Yeah, seven, so Slay and I tried to find a 7-Eleven last night in downtown L.A. at like 2.15 in the morning. Probably not our, our smartest decision, Kenny. No. Well, I'm happy with this one. My sister used to live out this way. Rose Bowl is hard to find, by the way. You come up to a 110, and then you got to take like 19 different weird turns, and you might get sucked into some other freeway and be off in space. But I found it. I was happy I did last night. We got to play flag football. With the veterans I've been playing with since the Super Bowl in New Jersey when the Seahawks yeah. won, um, and we played against ex NFL players. Although we we picked a couple quarterbacks up, so that moved me down to third string. So there's some disappointment, <laughs> but Ooh. I still got in for a minute. It was fun. We had Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame. He was out there, and Ryan Leaf, um, yep. and just I mean it's so much fun. Like it, it, what people get out of that game is it's not like they raise a ton of money for any cause or anything. It's more hey, we played football together. Like, that's enough, right? Like, just be together, camaraderie, and have a little event afterwards. Snoop Dogg had his – he wasn't there, but he had, you know, has his football youth program, and he has a thing called Special Stars, Snoop Special Stars. So some special needs kids were, were out there running around, and it, it was just good, a really good night. You mentioned that, and you've been doing that for a long time, at least as far as I know we've we've visited with you here on Radio Row and RunFreely.org, all of that. Just kind of fill everybody in on how and why it started. Well, two, there are two separate things. The playing flag football started because I got invited to go play, and I like playing still, just like other people like to go hit a bucket of balls. I still like to throw footballs. So it's just fun being out there, you know, doing our thing and then laughing at each other and, and making good plays and bad plays and, and, and just being together. Um, I ruined my ankle playing football in college, and now I'm old and, you know, doing stuff that I still like to do, playing golf, taking walks, you know, running, playing flag football, softball. I can't do unless I had this device, which I was lucky enough to get a few years ago in Seattle area, Gig Harbor, actually. And once I got mine, Gretchen, my wife and I, like, hey, let's let's pay this forward, you know, to steal a cliche. Like, it just was the right thing to do because the reason why I have this thing and the reason why I can do things without pain is because of the veterans, right? Because, you know, this guy named Ryan made this for them coming back, war injuries or other injuries, and 
you know, people in real bad situations where there's a lot of pain just getting around. But the thing works. You stick it on and you don't feel any pain. So wow. I don't know how it works. I also don't know how my car works. I just drive it <laughs> and I push that button on the right. Um, but it basically displaces the pressure off your offending joint, right? Like kind of yeah. takes your bad joint out of the picture and it lets you move around pain-free. So we've had amazing success stories and putting it out like this. People hear the website, look it up, maybe send in a couple dollars or more or just spread the word. You know, if people can't give money, then tell other people who might give money, you know? Yep. That's how it works. Kenny Maine with us uh, at Kenny underscore Maine on Twitter. Kenny, I miss seeing you on SportsCenter. Do you miss it? Um, I don't miss the hours. I miss the show. Like if I could just magically show up a minute before and not have to do the other stuff, it would be fun <laughs> to do again. But, um, no, I did it for a long time. It was fun while it lasted. I don't have any regrets about leaving. There's a whole bunch of good people, you know, I don't see as much or interface with like I used to, but, um, I'm doing other stuff now that is replacing it in a different way. I, I feel like I'm more in a commercial shoot schedule now than I am yeah. on a television broadcast schedule, and they're really far different things. But I'm enjoying what I'm doing for Caesars. I've done some stuff also for NBC. And anybody else who wants to call, I might do stuff for you. You never know. <laughs> do you miss the creative outlet? Like, how, how do you feel that void? Well, I'm doing, I hope, creative things right now with looser restrictions. Like, right, for... For ESPN, the, the most creative thing was the spontaneous, extemporaneous live show. You have to, here's the thing that happened. You have to say something right now. Um, but I'm doing more, like I said, more commercial or promotional type things, but having fun doing it. Like I worked with Allison Becker, my friend. You might know her from, well, she was in my show first, Main Street show at ESPN. Then she was in Parks and Rec. She's been in a million commercials and movies. She was on the Larry David thing. So, you know, she's been around. And we, together, for Caesars, put together, uh, we're calling it the Kenny Man Super Bowl Preview Show. And it's not a very good show, actually. It's just us completely screwing around. <laughs> we think it's good what we did, but don't look to that show necessarily to get updates on anything pertinent related to the game. We just went in her kitchen, or no, dining room, I guess it was. We pretended that I just picked her up off the street to be in my show. And hopefully, what day is today? Wednesday? Hopefully, it's coming out tomorrow, maybe Friday. Who knows? They're, they're putting it together now. Um, what else did I do? I did some kind of cartoon series for Caesars where we did some kind of 101 betting stuff. Did some stuff with the Manning family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some with Clyde Drexler, Muggsy Bogues, uh, oh, Megatron. Muggsy. Uh, did some with Rachel Demita, our new uh, Caesars person. Trey Wingo and I have done. You know, so... Like I said, it's not like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight TV saying so-and-so won and so-and-so lost. It's just just the the gravy part, you know, the screw-around part. So it's fun. I get, and, I, and I think I still might have my hand doing the conventional stuff like I did the Olympics for NBC in the summer. I couldn't do it for this because I'm here and there's just no way to do both at the same time. Um, but, you know, there might be other things. So – are the Mannings now all ensconced in gold at all all times? Is, is that what's going on? Yes, they got paid more than me. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> but then they all did. No, I don't know what they got. Whatever they got, they deserve. They're very, you know, obviously, like, amazing family that, you know, all the 
three, the dad and two sons, you know, being in the NFL and, and, and Cooper's great too. And, you know, I mean, I'm, we'll have every Manning in there eventually. And then we got Halle Berry in the commercial. That's not a terrible thing. Uh, JB Smoove, very funny. Yep. He's kind of the star of the whole thing. Yep. Uh, Trey Wingo, my friend from ESPN, who also left a little before me. Um, they're just, they're like a sports team that, has a lot of salary cap room is what it feels like. They're signing people. <laughs> and that's great because, you know, there's a handful of big or more than a handful. There's a whole bunch of companies, you know, kind of battling for for space there, like yeah. market share, so to speak, right? And Caesar's doing pretty well out of the gate. They, they really put a lot together in a very, very short time, you know, and it's a new thing for them. They used to just be that place on, you know, near Flamingo and the – and the Las Vegas Boulevard, right? And now they've expanded this other other thing that they had not been doing previously, and there has to be a way to get the word out, right? They already have a great brand name going in. And it's funny because I played football at UNLV, and the very first place on my recruiting trip I went was Caesars Palace. I used to usher fight <laughs> Caesars Palace. I ushered Ollie Holmes uh, way back when. Like, I, It's sort of like I had a relationship with that place in particular more than the other places you know, going way, way back to my school days. So it feels good. I got no complaints. Was Randall Cunningham at the casino with you? <laughs> no, he was a freshman my senior year. I don't, did he maybe go to High Life with us once? I can't remember. We used to go, you know, High Life is the, the, the Pelota and the stuff and all that. Um, I'll tell you what's very interesting is Caesars let me make up a couple of prop bets for the Super Bowl. They had to be, you know, run through the system, make sure it was all legal and all that. And, I mean, somebody else makes them up, right? There's there's a human being who makes this stuff up. Maybe they have some computer program, too. I don't know. But mine, one is self-referential. It wasn't my idea. It was somebody else's, but it was a pretty good one, I thought. At UNLV, I didn't play all that much, and I didn't play very well. But the one time, I threw a 59-yard touchdown pass, and we made the proposition, will anybody throw a touchdown pass at 60 or more yards? That's a, that's a big play. That, you know, somebody's got to hit a home run to win that. But I think, I think it's plus 400-something. It's a, you know, you're getting 4-1. to one. And then the other one that I made up is, will there be an interception, a lost fumble, and a missed field goal? Oh, that's kind of heavy. That, I think that happens. I think that's going to happen. You do? Yeah. Who's, I mean, who, there's going to be an interception. Who throws, who throws the first yeah. one? Yeah. Who knows? A tip pick will take anything. <laughs> I mean, I think the ball's going to be. You're up rooting for chaos, for failure there. <laughs> well, maybe you're rooting for success if the team that intercepts it is the team you want. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well done. <laughs> as, as an offensive point of order, yes. Three failures, <laughs> right. a, a drop. But, you know, there could be a fumble on a punt return. There could be, I mean, there could be a fumble anywhere, a kickoff, whatever. A guy could kids. intercept the ball. Oh, wait a minute. A guy could intercept the ball, run it back away, get hit, fumble it, give it back to the team that got intercepted. We might knock it out in one play. Yeah, this is like George Costanza logic. I like it. <laughs> it's right up your alley. <laughs> Whatever. There's 2,000 different ways to bet the game. So, I mean, I, just, you know, I have a very tiny percentage of that. It just makes it more fun. I, I do have a, a random question for you. Your Aaron Rodgers, last Sports Center, how that all went down. Just, it, I mean, it wasn't there? There just couldn't have been a better um, 
final show, right? What what was the, what went into that? What was the planning? Was it was it planned? Well, I thought of the joke. I think a couple of days earlier, but I had to remember to do the joke, so that was the only planning. I didn't have any notes. I wasn't reading like teleprompter. I was just looking at the screen, and he popped up on his whatever FaceTime or Zoom or whatever we had him on. And in my head, I, you know, we went through all we went through, and it's just at the very end. I was kind of like, all right, I guess we're just about to wrap. And it's like, oh, do that joke. So it was like emergency. Somehow my brain remembered. I All those interviews were just talking to people I know, so you don't really need to type out questions. Um, the, doing it was very funny, though, because – we were doing a lot in a short amount of time. My nomination was, what if all these guests join us one by one throughout a two-hour show, and we're talking to them, and then, hey, hold on a second, got to do the Marlins Cubs highlight? Do the Marlins <laughs> Cubs highlight. Come back to that person. Marshawn, did you play any baseball as a kid? You know, um, that was too much for the company to handle. So instead, we taped them all, but Marshawn had terrible Wi-Fi. I think he was at his sister's house, kind of leaning back on a couch. You know, it kept freezing up, and I'm calling Sue Bird. Hey, hang on. I'm sorry, 10 more minutes. And, you know, everybody was very generous and understanding. Jamal Crawford, Fred McGriff. It it was a pretty good cast. Yeah, it was. Did did Rogers know your last line was coming? No. (laughs) That's so good. Love it. Kenny Main, Caesar Sportsbook. He's uh, joining us live from 7-Eleven in Pasadena. Uh, at Kenny right. underscore Main. Always enjoy the visits, Kenny. Thank you very much. You man. can still – wait a minute. There's more to say here at the 7-Eleven. Update at the 7-Eleven. You can still – people still get um, DVDs at the red thing. There's a red box out front. Really? Are you Are you kidding me? I don't even have a, a piece of equipment that can play – Anything anymore. I have nothing to play. My computer can't play anything. There's nothing to shove a CD-ROM or, or a regular DVD or whatever. I don't have a VCR. But they got a red box at this thing. I mean, it's not impossible that people still have machines at home to play movies, I, I guess. I right? still That'd... have one, Kenny. I've, i got to tell you, I still have one. Now, I haven't used it, but I do have it. Well, it makes me sad because I actually have some stuff I'd like to play. <laughs> I need to buy I had a computer that had the thing that you stick everything in on the side, you know, like sucks it in. Yeah. But I can't find the charger cord for that stupid computer, so I can't use that. <laughs> I don't know. They also sell uh, lava propane here. It says fueling the fun. So if you're in the <laughs> Pasadena area and kicking a barbecue this weekend, which some people would, right? I, I barbecue all year. I barbecue when it snowed a foot the other day. Just knock the snow <laughs> off and walk outside and cook steak, but... Um, they don't have a price on it. I'm just letting people know that this is the place to be. Uh, I can read you the lotto numbers. Uh, power something is 158. I think that's a million. Why would they? Why would they have a lottery and you only win fifteen dollars? That's pretty stupid. So I, that would be the lottery I would win. Key point also, I'm violating this. It says no loitering. I would argue that I'm loitering right now. I'm not buying anything. I'm just sitting here in front of the lava machine. Oh, that would be a great news story right there. That's a that's a leader. Kenny that's Mayne a lead arrested. on SportsCenter. Would SportsCenter air that? Kenny Mayne arrested oh, yeah, for loitering? Arrested for loitering. And pa- it sounds really wrong, doesn't it? Somebody, he's now, he lost his work and now he's loitering. <laughs> well, you can loiter on our show anytime, Kenny. We appreciate you, man. <laughs> 
Are we still on, or are we just talking off the side? No, we're about to go to break. We're still live. Our producers. Don't don't drop the F-bomb or anything. We're still live. How long do you guys run, like, those five-minute commercials, come back to say absolute garbage, and then go to another four-minute break? Uh, Probably. If, if we don't get out of this block soon, we are. Yeah. Okay. And, and then it's Warren Moon next. Yeah. Oh, you have Warren Moon next? Yes. Tell Warren Moon that I am currently wearing a Don James football camp t-shirt. That'll okay. mean something. You dub. Coach you dub. Coach is coach of Washington. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Wish him well, and hopefully I didn't eat up his time, but tell him if he needs either propane or a movie rental, here's the place to be. <laughs> gotcha covered, Warren. But there's no, no loitering. Violators <laughs> will be prosecuted. prosecuted. Yeah. You can get all of those things, but not in one day. That would be a record. <laughs> right, because Thanks, Kenny. There you go, Kenny Maine. At Kenny underscore him. Maine with Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah, War Moon is so coming much. up at some point. Man, I love Kenny. He's the best. <laughs> all right. Uh, he, I mean, everything you need to know about 7-Eleven, Pasadena. Uh, that's uh, War Moon coming up next. 3HL 104.5 is up. <laughs> you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Three HL one zero four five. The zone broadcasting live from Radio Row in LA. Our thanks to Ferguson HVAC quality products, exceptional service. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. A moment's peace. Salon and Day Spa, Nashville's only full service salon, day spa, and gift boutique located in Cool Springs. We've got a guy that's in like every Hall of Fame walking over the table. Oh yeah, this is a a guy, and um, I just shared a story with him, man. He didn't, I told me he didn't remember because I hate when people walk up to me and say, man, I remember when we – and you'd be like, what are you talking about, Sam? I, <laughs> I just did so this. I was like, so I, rem- I did an interview with you like was, 10 years so ago. Yeah. Stories. Right, and he's probably like, jeez, these, <laughs> yeah. these 3HL fools. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, a, a real guy, man, genuine all the way through. So enjoying. I'm going to enjoy this right here. And Warren. here he is. Yeah, Warren Moon joins us uh, live on Radio Row. Warren, what's up? How are you, man? I am doing great, man. Just uh, – Enjoying all this Radio Row again in Super Bowl. I've done a, a million of these things, and they're different every year. Every every different location is a little bit different. This one's a little bit more compacted. I like this. I like it better than some of the other ones. Obviously, uh, you had an unbelievable career um, in every Hall of Fame, I like to say. College football, <laughs> CFL, the NFL. Um, it just means I'm old. So <laughs> I've been through every league. Exactly. <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, we moved to Houston in, in uh, the early '80s, and so I became an Oilers fan. And and so to sit here and talk with you is 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 an honor for me. But well, thank you. Do do you do you find that Titans fans that recognize you, um, despite the fact that you didn't play for that part of the organization, do, do they reach out warmly to you too? You know, it, it's been good. I I. Um... I always had mixed feelings. Remember when I I came there, I think it was right after I retired. They they uh, retired my number, and yeah, off my records and everything, and my history or with the Titans now. So I remember addressing the crowd at halftime during the during the the uh, ceremony, and I'm saying thank you to all these people that probably have never seen me play in person before. You know, so it was a, a really different feeling for me because uh, here I am. I got my number retired in a jersey that I had never uh, never played in that stadium before. But that's kind of what happens with big business in football as teams move around. Their history moves around with it, and uh, that's kind of part of my history. How many Grey Cups did you win, like six? We won five in a row, believe it or not. Five in a row. Yeah. So 
to think about your career, I mean, that is an unbelievable thing that you played basically an entire career in Canada and yeah. then came down here. Yeah, and, and had another one. And that was uh, that was something I had to think about when I first came down um, on my decision to go where I wanted to play because I had already played six years and I didn't know how much longer I was going to be able to play. I said, okay, if I sign a five-year deal, that's eleven years in yeah. career. That's a long time back in those days. You know, they, the players are playing longer today because of uh, the rule changes and this way people can take care of their bodies and all those different things. But uh, I didn't know how much longer I was going to play, so that had a lot to do with my decision on where I was going to go financially because I wanted to get the most I could financially out of the deal but also play for an organization where I felt like I had a chance to win. So how did it come down that it, it – I don't remember. How did yeah. it come down that you ended up in Houston? Well, it came down to Seattle and Houston. Seattle okay. is where I was living in the off season, where I went to school at the University of Washington. So my wife really wanted to be there, and I kind of wanted to be there too. Chuck Knox was the coach at the time, and I had followed him when I was – growing up in L.A. as a as a Rams fan because he was the coach of the Rams. Uh, but then the uh, Houston Oilers had hired my Canadian League coach, Hugh Campbell, as their head coach. And they were giving me the best financial offer, too, as well. So well, I was going to be that. the highest-paid player in the league, and I had my coach from Canada. I'm like, this is probably where I'm going to go play, even though I knew I was going to an organization where they had only won two games the year before. You know, they were 2-14, and 14, and we're gonna, we were going to have some building. It was going to be some lean years. So that happened, but we finally got things turned around in year three, went to the playoffs, and became a perennial playoff team after that. Talk about that a little bit, just knowing you're going to a team, because you look at the Bengals, right? And yeah. you look at what they've been able to do with Joe Burrow yeah. and, and all of that. But the mindset of walking into a team knowing that they haven't been successful and knowing that you're in the position of quarterback where you can help to change that. What yeah. is that mindset? Well, I, I kind of another reason why that situation made sense is I went through the same thing uh, in college when I went to the University of Washington. They were 2-9. and nine. The year before I went there, I was I went there in Don James's first recruiting class. So I knew it was going to be, take some time for us to turn that thing around too, because you had to get the right athletes in there over a period of time. And we ended up going to the Rose Bowl in my senior year. So uh, I had been through it before, and I felt like okay, I can do it again at the, at the pro level, and we'll see what happens. And and that, that's kind of the mindset I came in there with that I had already been through that rebuilding, and I and I felt like okay, it's going to be some lean years. It's going to be some unhappy people. It's going to be a lot of unhappy people with me. Some of it's going to be nasty and racial and all those different things combined but i've dealt with it already as an 18 19 year old i think i can deal with it now as a 26 27 year old right because a black guy can't play quarterback yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) the only problem was at this time i had three kids at the time so it wasn't like just me dealing with that stuff by myself now my kids had to deal with a lot of that nastiness too so that was the toughest part of it how well, much do you get, yeah, go ahead. How much do you get to reach back and also help these quarterbacks that are coming out now, you know, with you being away from the game and in this world that you are now, being able to be able to tap back into those guys and give them yeah, a little bit I've, of, I've tried to have relationships with a lot of these young guys. And, yeah. and you know, they have so many people around them now as far right. as their agents and handlers and their uncle mm-hmm. their uncle Jim yeah. and every, everybody in <laughs> their family. Still got the uncle. Yeah, yeah. They, all, they all know more about <laughs> what they should be doing than somebody that's already right. played the game. But, um, I always let these guys know when I meet them. You know, I'm always available to you. Here's my number. If you want to contact me at any time, feel free. I send them texts more than anything else just right. to let them know I'm thinking about them or if they have a bad game or whatever, uh, just to know that they have that support there. So I'm more of a, uh, a sounding board than anything else to a lot of guys that I've had relationships with. 
We, the game, and I know you probably get asked this all the time, but you mentioned a little bit, you know, oh, they can play longer, the rules have changed, yeah. you know, quarterback doesn't get hit nowadays. And, you Not know. much. Can you imagine? Right. right. <laughs> oh, but what are your thoughts on the, on how the game has evolved and changed? Well, I, I like what they've done because uh, the quarterback is such a vital part of, uh, of any football team that if you lose one of those guys, your, your season's pretty much over. You know, there's not a lot of backups taking the team to a Super Bowl. So um, I understand why they're trying to protect the quarterback. I understand why they're trying to protect all the players as far as taking the head out of the game uh, because of CTE and all the different things with head injuries. So that part of it I, I really agree with. But uh, it's not the same game as it was. It's yeah. not the same physical game that, than when I played, I don't think. Uh, but it's still physical. There's no question about it. It's still a, a contact game. It's still a, and it's a much. It seems like a much faster game now than than when I played. But um, I like I like what they're doing. They're throwing the ball all around. This would be right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I was playing right now, I would love it. Hey, um, would Jeffries Ernest Gibbons? Yeah, all those and, guys. And, you know, they around. talked about our running shoot back in the day. It yeah. was like a gimmick. But now everybody's doing the same thing yeah. that that we were doing back then, and uh, we were doing the. You know, the, the back shoulder throws, all that stuff we were doing back in 1990. But everybody's uh, progressing off of it now and, and having a lot of success doing all those same things. Hall of Famer Warren Moon with us on 3HL. So uh, uh, Coach Dave McGinnis uh, does work with Titans Radio and, and does work with us. We were standing on the field one day, and, and he was talking about you and, and your arm. And he was talking about live arms in the NFL, but he, he mentioned you specifically, and he said, he threw piss missiles. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I've heard, I've heard a lot of explanations for my past as a piss missile. I don't missile. know. That, that needs to be on the Wikipedia page, right? <laughs> on his own Dave Max Wikipedia page. Yeah, maybe it? on the back it's of the It's like the best of compliment God. ever is he how threw, I take yeah. it. Well, he threw piss missiles. I think it's good. Yeah. Well, so Blaine, Blaine Bishop works on our station, yeah. and, and he said when he got to the Oilers, he said he had never seen anything like it. He said you could hear his ball flowing through the air. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of work with it. Could you that. could you always <laughs> throw it hard? Like, did you always have that kind of arm? You said a lot of you work know, went into I it. I had um, I always had the arm, and that was one of the things when I came out of college. They wanted to change my positions, and one of the things they would say, he didn't have enough arm strength. You oh know? wow! I was like, what? Oh, arm strength? Wow. That they, that might be the one only thing I do have. Like, Coach, I got uh, piss missiles coming. But they wanted to put me at a defensive back or wide receiver. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I'm not that fast. I'm not that athletic. I'm a good athlete for, for quarterback, but I'm not a great athlete that can go out there on a corner and cover one of these receivers or, <laughs> no. or, or run a route, you know. So I just knew it was all a bunch of crap, and uh, I, just, I knew it was going to be tough for me to – to make it at that position, that was one of the reasons why I chose to go to Canada because I didn't want my position changed, and I knew I could play the position at a very high level. It was just a matter of being given the opportunity. And um, um, one of the reasons I came back to play in the NFL, because I thought I was going to play my whole career up there. I enjoyed it that much. Really? Um, I still wanted to know how good a quarterback I could be. And, and the only way you can judge yourself is to play against the best. So that's what brought me back to the league. It wasn't the money. It wasn't anything like that. It was how good am I? How, how much do you guys get in your era that that I, I like to say golden era, especially for the black athlete? The you you ushered in so many younger guys thinking they could play because it wasn't about man, look how big and diesel he is. Right. The weights wasn't about it was the heart and and what you could get out there and do and get the job done. How much do you look back on it and these these younger guys? Pay homage to you. Guys? Yeah, one of the most proudest things I am of my whole career was that. Myself, Randall Cunningham, mm -hmm. Doug Williams winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. When we played during that 80s, 90s time, um, 
we were able to make change at that position at the most critical position I think in all of team Sport. sports. Yeah, right. you know, I'm with you. Uh, quarterback is not only a leader on the field; he's a leader of the organization. Yeah. He's a leader in the city. He can be a leader in the state. He can be a leader all across the country. That's how much. Uh, that's how much he can be a, a, a leader as far as that position is concerned. So uh, f- for me to be able to help make that change at that position and, and create so many more opportunities for young people because we open the eyes of all these owners and general managers, that's something I'm really, really proud of. And I stick my chest out every time I see a, a Patrick Mahomes or a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott. and These guys are being highest paid players in the league right, right. there's number one overall picks in the draft they're highly endorsed and more importantly they're using their name in a positive way as far as social change and different things like that so that's something i'm proud of warren moon with us on 3hl so creating opportunities how do we do that for 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 black head coaches in the nfl wow because the rooney rule i think we have and to take a gun and put an it issue? to these owners heads and say look if you don't hire an african-american <laughs> i'm pulling the trigger no it, it, it's it's almost it's almost that drastic you know what yeah. what do you do i mean they've tried to do everything they've tried to offer draft picks and incentives and different things like that and it's not like these guys aren't qualified i mean an eric b enemy he's been on this sidelines for four years is one of the top offenses in the league he's the play caller you know andy reed is not the play caller you look at byron leftwich what he's done the last couple of years in tampa um Todd Bowles, he's been a head coach before with his defense. I mean, I don't even have to name all their qualifications. These guys are ready to be head coaches or have already been head coaches. Why they don't have the jobs? It's it. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't. I just think it's disgraceful. Disgraceful. Eric Bieniemy, fifteen interviews. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what they're looking for. And I think don't tell the me they don't. He doesn't interview well. I mean, what, <laughs> what, what, I mean, what does he need to do? Yeah. You know, he just needs to show you what his football acclimate is and can he lead men. And if you talk to his players, they will tell you he's one of the most inspirational players in that in that uh, organization. You think part of it has to do with how talented that people are like, oh, but look at his quarterback. You know, how yeah. talented his quarterback is. And, and we all know, though, it, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't matter how talented your players are if, if – the coaching is not right in exactly. There. You have to develop those players too. Yeah. You know, he was a rookie at one time, just like everybody else, and he'll tell you he's gotten better every year. And one of the reasons he's gotten better is because of his coaching. So, uh, he, they took this raw piece of clay that, that Patrick was because he was just a guy that ran around through the football in college. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of success, but but they um, they focused him focused him in on what he needed to get good at and what he needed to learn and they developed him and you see what he is he's one of the best quarterbacks in football and it's the same thing all the other places where they've had like Byron Leftwich okay he had Tom Brady who couldn't coach Tom Brady but he did a great job when he was with uh, the Arizona Cardinals too when he was with uh, Bruce Arians so I don't know everybody's going to have an excuse why a guy uh, isn't going to get hired or not those are just excuses. It's just like people saying I didn't have a strong enough arm when I came out of college. Yeah. <laughs> one, excuses. One more I've always wanted to ask you about. Um, what was your relationship with Buddy Ryan like? And and can you walk us through what happened on the sideline with him and Kevin Gilbride <laughs> that day? Like, I mean, me and Buddy always got along. Did we, you? We were we were we were good. But Kevin and Buddy had a rivalry that started way back in our training camp because when you in training camp, all you're going against is each other, right? 
And Buddy had never really gone against the run and shoot before with his with his defense, his 46, 46 defense. Yeah. So when we spread that defense out and started running all these routes, and he's got three linebackers on the field and a 46 defense, they didn't know how to cover us. So it almost became a keeping score every day who was winning, you know. And, <laughs> and it shouldn't have been that way. And, and Jack Pardee probably should have should have uh, cut that off in training camp but he didn't and it became a us against them and we had offensive linemen fighting defensive linemen we had coaches argue so it finally came to a boiling point in that one game where uh i wasn't even playing that game i think i had hurt my ribs and oh, cody okay. carlson was playing oh, okay and um uh, i was on the sideline right by buddy and kevin right so so you're in the video so <laughs> we get the ball back we go back on the field. It's like a minute and 41 seconds left in the half. And instead of us running the clock out, Buddy thought we should have ran the football. So, But Kevin called another pass, and Cody threw a pick, right? And so now his defense has got to go back on the field for the last half, last minute of the half, and he was pissed off. And that's when he, he turned around and called him a name and said, you stupid son, you know, what son of a whatever, and, and took a swing at him. And I was standing right there. I said, it's finally happened. It finally, finally came to a head. You know, and they pulled everybody back, and, and that was about the end of it. But, yeah, it did catch a lot of attention. Uh, for that one so particular game. What was halftime like then? Like, was it just? It was very quiet. <laughs> it was so very quiet. So funny. Well, hey, appreciate it, man. We yeah, we covered some definitely. topics. Uh, really appreciate the time. Yeah, man. my Always pleasure. Good to see you. Thanks yeah. for having me on, guys. Yeah, it is. Right. is this right. the best it's uniform ever? Uh, unbelievable, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the most. It's not the most intimidating color, but it's a good-looking <laughs> uniform. Oh. We, when we came out the tunnel, we didn't intimidate anybody in that powder blue. Love your blue <laughs> colors. Uh, they Beautiful. Twenty twenty-three. They're, yeah. they're gonna pull yeah. it out. Bring it back, baby. All right, let's go Titans, right? Let's go Titans. There you go. War Moon, at WMoon on Twitter. Uh, We'll be back. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. They did. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. Just ran into Greg Cosell. Cosell. On Radio Row. Cosell got a little height on him, man. He said back in the day I would have been a power forward or a small forward. Oh, yeah. This is the first time you met him in person. Yeah. That was yeah, pretty man. cool. He's in. I was looking at him like. Cosell was an athlete. I'm looking at him like, dude, look familiar. But <laughs> for some reason, I thought he was From short. the matchup show. Because he's always sitting down on that show, isn't he? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, darn. Okay. Radio Row uh, coverage presented by Ferguson HVAC. Quality products, exceptional service. Two Rivers Ford. Powered by Ford, driven by people. A moment's peace. Salon and Day Spa, Nashville's only full-service salon, day spa, and gift boutique located in Cool Springs. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we've got a vi- uh, like uh, kind of a plethora of random people uh, so far scheduled, and I don't have it in front. Oh, there it is. Pac-Man Jones is going to come hey, on the table. It's Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow Thursday. Yeah. I know. I, I completely like <laughs> I thought today was Tuesday for some reason. Kicks Brooks, country hey. music superstar with Brooks and Dunn coming by the table. We got a lot of people. Trey Wingo. The Wingster. Will join us, among others. The street right guy wings. So, uh, Cousin Danny in the borough at 3HL1045. He writes, always love them, but I must say, at 3HL1045, putting out some grade A high-quality radio today. Hey. Buck Rising as well. We'll both be uh, doing our shows here again tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so to put you in kind of our world right now, we got, we met in the lobby at eight o'clock this morning. Yes. Um, after arriving at like two o'clock in the morning in the in the hotel, and then uh, 
and then it all started. So we went upstairs, and they had all already like taken the breakfast away, mopped it. So ate some oatmeal. Yep, with a Pepsi Zero Sugar. And then that was it. I ate a breakfast burrito. You guys didn't eat it because it, had no meat. it said no meat. Yeah, no and protein. so you guys you felt mean? like you no didn't meat. even want to try it because nope. it didn't have no meat. It didn't have no meat. Now, let me Why tell you. We? There burrito were ain't got no meat. There were, car ain't got no roof. <laughs> burrito ain't got no meat. <laughs> Why would you even take a burrito without meat? Yeah, Why, why there, would that even enter your thought process? There is... There was bits of bacon in it. I mean, I don't know who in their right mind doesn't think that that's meat, but in Boy. mine at least, there were bits of bacon. So you guys missed out. You yeah. could mess a person's snotty, day up. You're a little don't give me meat. That's cool. Well, so we're, you missed out. So we're starving. Out there. We're starving yep. right now. Yes, every Man, bit of can we go get worldwide tacos? <laughs> we will have them again before the time is At done. At 2 a.m., I'm like doing research on everything about this Tell family them. that owns worldwide tacos and how oh, we're going to get them to Nashville. All you need to know is, is, is Unc and Auntie. By the way, all you need to know. we did talk with uh, Warren Moon about Ryan Tannehill after, <laughs> after yeah. uh, uh, the interview, and he said he's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. He saw some good things from him. Obviously, uh, the game, uh, the last game didn't end the way that he wanted with the three interceptions, but uh, he thinks he'll be all right. And he said next year he'll tell. So he here we true. go. We 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 hear we heard it again from another former player. He's gonna be all right. Just gotta open a couple of things up and some consistency in the lineup. So what did we do today? Danny Cannell, Solomon Wilcox, Aaron Taylor, who was phenomenal. Coach Matt, Kyle Turley, Jake Plummer. Wow. Um, Kenny Main, who checked in from 7-Eleven in Pasadena, and Warren Moon. Get all that on the uh, podcast portion of the website. Back at it tomorrow. Love y'all. Be good. See ya.